I'm Daryl. I'm Sean. I'm Bucky Barnes. And you're listening to The One Below None. Wow. Nice. Dip it, Welcome to Episode 7 of The One Below None, the Superior Hero Show's podcast dedicated solely to covering any and every aspect of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Please follow us on all things you can. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at the Superior Hero Show. And subscribe. Join us in the conversation in the comment section. Leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share with your friends. Today we're covering episode seven of WandaVision, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Before we get to all that good stuff, we got a couple headlines coming to you from Marvel. Uh, Spike Lee said that he was willing to direct that film in the MCU, and he called DC corny. You know what? Right now, I can't say that I disagree with him. There are certain aspects of DC that are very corny. Marvel's definitely popping right now. But bigger thoughts. What could he direct in the MCU? Like, what would you want to see him direct? Luke Cage. Okay. All right. I can't, I'm not mad at that. That's that's actually really good. That's actually, I wasn't thinking of Luke Cage. That's actually pretty good. Um, if we want to give Luke Cage a movie, but I mean everything's streaming these days, so mm-hmm. Disney Plus, why the hell not? Sam Raimi joining the Strange cast as director might uh, lead to some Marvel corniness, but <laughs> I don't want to get too cocky on this side. As far as what uh, a Spike Lee type of show or movie would be, I would say, yeah, Luke K, somebody coming from nothing to become the hero, you know, so a rise to power, almost a uh, street level guy becoming an Avenger type of guy. So Luke Cage is definitely uh, top of that list. Now, somebody that I was thinking of, and it's only because we've it's fresh in my head and we've been talking about it for the last, what, seven weeks now? I was thinking if they ever decided to do a movie or a Disney Plus show on Blue Marvel, that that's somebody that Spike Lee could definitely tackle. Because as a character, Blue Marvel's been around since, I want to say, like the Korean War. Like, he got his powers back then and throughout history, the governments try tried to like kind of hide him. They kind of like keep him un, in the lab and keep him doing things. And it's not until recent years where he actually emerges and he actually fulfills his 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 role as a hero in the Marvel universe. So somebody like that, because he's like decorated all throughout history too. It's crazy, um, and it's somebody they just try to hide. So I think that he would be someone that's interesting. But I didn't think about Luke Cage. Luke Cage is actually really good. All right. Like, I was going to say Blue Marvel at first, but then I was like, nah, Luke Cage would be better. Right, only because I feel like the director would be bigger than the character in that instance, where it'll be a Spike Lee joint, Blue Marvel, and people are going to be like, who? Yeah, because James Gunn, James Gunn was someone, but he wasn't huge when he did Guardians. So, all right. Right, same thing I was thinking about Whedon and the Russos, too, when they first started this Marvel shit. And then even, um, even Favreau. Wait, hold on. What? Favreau? What about Favreau? He wasn't bigger than the character. Like, the director. What? Favreau wasn't? Right. He wasn't a big director at that time. Man, please. Favreau had already directed Elf. He already directed Swingers. Favreau was already out there. Favreau is he, is he, is he bigger? Yes. No, no. What were you going to say? I said, is, he, is Favreau bigger than, um, than Spike Lee? No. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. That's my point. Not at all. Yeah. All right. All right. But hold on. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon was already someone before the Avengers. If anything, without Whedon, 
Marvel Studios doesn't have their formula. Is Whedon bigger than Spike Lee? It's not until the Avengers where they figure it out. Is Whedon bigger than Spike Lee? Fuck no. Yes. (laughs) So there. I think Spike Lee might be one of the bigger names they've attracted. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would say I would say he'd be the biggest name attracted. Agreed. Yeah, if he were to jump. But, all right, to, to, to keep it on Spike Lee calling DC corny and you making that joke about Sam Raimi, um, Danny Elfman's coming back to join <laughs> Sam Raimi on another film, Doctor Strange 2. He's going to be scoring it. So um, how does that make you feel? I mean, I'm all right with the shit. Sean, how do you feel? Soto Soto gets his dancing his dancing Doctor Strange <laughs> dancing through the multiverse. He's pointing at all the universes as he's walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as long as Soto's happy, I'm happy with it. I'm laughing because I just can't get the damn theme out of my head. <laughs> and he's just gonna be freaking and his shit walking down New York. <laughs> I'm scared, guys. <laughs> guys, I'm scared. And then uh, when we finally reach that point, I want to talk about the the differences in the Sam Raimi and Derrickson uh, styles in the reveal of today's episode. So, yeah, that'll be fun. All right. But see, but I don't think that either one of them, like, all right, you know, we'll talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, what was it? I think it was like two days ago, Marvel Studios announced that they're going to be releasing the the new documentary series assembled behind the scenes of WandaVision. They said that this is going to follow every series that comes out for Disney Plus. So with the addition of this as well as the Legend series, which gives you a recap of the characters before these Disney Plus series so you don't have to watch the movies, uh that pretty much guarantees we're going to be getting something from Marvel Studios every week for the rest of the year. Um how do y'all feel they, about assembling? I mean, they, they, I've never watched what is it? Gallery? Is that the shit that they do for Mandalorian? No, I never watched it either. Yeah, I never watched it. So I don't know if I'm watching Assemble. I may check it out for the first one and then see how I feel about it going forth. Word. Yeah, they might kill me in the comment section, but I haven't even watched the Mandalorian. Um oh god. So, yeah. But so I mean, will kill you. <laughs> so, if, uh, if they're sticking with this uh, 40 plus weeks of Marvel, yeah, I, I'll, I might have to check it out. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know because sometimes, like, it's cool listening to Kevin Feige, but sometimes he's just jerking himself off. You know, I, I don't got time for 40, <laughs> 40 minutes every six to nine weeks. For Kevin Feige to jerk himself off. I ain't got time for that shit. So I don't know. I'm gonna give it a shot. The first one. Um the I said, le- I'm gonna give the first one a shot. Then like if it ain't my cup of tea, I'm just not doing it no more. I don't feel like I need to watch Legends. Truth be told. Facts. I, I was just about to ask, are y'all gonna watch Legends? Because what's the I know what happens. I mean, we done talked about it so much, I feel like I done lived some of these lives. So <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, to go backwards and rehash everything that we learned in our ten years of Marvel, love them. Um, is it necessary? But for the casuals, it might help. I'm just, uh, I'm just after watching Zack Snyder and his interview for what he now calls the Snyder Justice League. I, I 
watching a director pleasure himself to his own name is <laughs> something that I, I, I don't want to do either. <laughs> it's just, at least Feige at least cleans up after himself. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not I'm not even going to give Zack Snyder th- the satisfaction of watching those interviews. I'm going to just watch his movie see how I feel about it because at the end of the day he has an advantage he already know how bad the first one sucks so (laughs) all you gotta do is go in and fix that (laughs) (laughs) and if you can't do that Zack Snyder we don't want to hear shit from you ever again motherfucker had years to do it too so he was sitting there in his in his dark room taking notes yeah, yeah, well, this, this is MCU podcast. Let's not talk about that shit. We gotta talk about that shit. Um, Justice League. Oh man, four hours. Whoo! Bathroom breaks. Gotta be at schedule bathroom breaks. <laughs> See, lucky, luckily, they dropped me this on HBO Max. I'll be mad as hell at the movie theater. Four hours. <laughs> I can't have a beer, you mean? Yeah, man, this shit's wild. Which is wild. Speaking of dark content, um, two of the darker characters that Marvel has, Jessica Jones and the Punisher, along with the other characters on Netflix, Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage. We said, did we say Iron Fist yet? No, we say Iron Fist. Yeah, him no, too. no one cares about him. Yeah, all their rights are reverting back to Marvel Studios. So Marvel can finally play with all of their toys. Um, what do we feel about that? I like, like, do we think that we're going to see any, like, who do we feel like out of the Netflix characters that have come back that we're likely to see sooner than later? Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Yeah. Oh, you think? Oh, as Matt Murdock. I guess I think soon as soon as Matt Murdock. Oh shit. Okay. See, I wasn't even thinking cast members no i was just thinking which character you're thinking cast member charlie cox yeah okay i'm gonna throw you guys for a loop remember i've been talking as misdirect charlie cox casted as norman osborne he's a young norman then that's a young wait so are you going uh, under the 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 news that charlie cox is in spider-man 3 Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, you yeah, with too? Like he's he's it's a misdirect. We think it's gonna be him revive uh, uh, revisiting his Daredevil role, but really, he's gonna be an Osborne. That's not bad. That's not bad. This this is what I was thinking. I was thinking, what if uh, Charlie Cox, Alfred Molina, and Jamie Fox are just cast as regular ass citizens in New York, and then they get caught up in Wanda's hex. And then Charlie Cox becomes Daredevil. Uh, Jamie Foxx becomes Electro. And Alfred Molina becomes Doc Ock. Like, what if the Hex is where we get that? You know, instead of a whole origin story and, and them coming from another universe, they're just Hex created. Do they retain the powers after um, the Hex is gone? Nah. Yeah. After the Hex is gone, they're gone. They're done. They're one-offs. Yeah. Yeah, you write them out that easy. The one thing they have going for them would be that it would be isolated, so they never would have to touch on it again once they solve the sex problem. So it would be a clean break. It would be tough for me to say bye to Octavius and Daredevil, but 
I mean, if it's if it's for the sake of the story, because all right, if She Hulk is being positioned to be the MCU's lawyer, mm-hmm. like, do we really need Matt Murdock? Like, what what, what is he going to do? I I love Daredevil, but like, I don't know if if Marvel Studios feels like they have any use for the character beyond what Netflix has already done with him. Yeah, I feel like they got some more story to tell. Right. Well, that was my thing. I was just gonna say, what stories could they be in? Like those are, those are pretty big names. Punisher, Daredevil, not so much Jessica Iron Fist and Luke, but you can do some stuff with those names. Nah, just I'm just saying, what story though? What I mean, Secret Invasion. Jessica has a nice little arc, so that would be cool to see. But other than that, I don't know where we go with them. It's it's more or less those characters have just become popular in recent years because of Bendis putting them on the Avengers. Like that's that's where their popularity comes from and why they got picked for these Netflix shows. Um, but they don't really have. I mean, Jessica Jones with the Purple Man, which we've already seen. Daredevil is the one where they did Born Again. You know, they did him in Punisher. They did his origin pretty much. Like, what else can they really do with the character? Like, they can do some cool shit with the hand that they completely missed the opportunities on. Yeah. But outside of that, like... I feel like this, it's Marvel. They, they always got something up their sleeves. Do like a Punisher kills the Marvel Universe type of film instead of Daredevil? I mean, instead of Deadpool? No, nah, they always got something up their sleeve like you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, but what? What about Punisher? You'll do him the same way, or you would want to see John Berthold character come back? Yes, P- Punisher, I would bring back. Punisher, I would bring back. I mean, Daredevil, I would bring back too. It's I'm only saying this because of the Charlie Cox rumors. Mm. You know, I, or confirmation. You know. If Charlie Cox wasn't in that movie, I would be like just Octavius and and uh, Electro. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? Would you want to see reprise from from previous universes and from um the Netflix? Uh, I like Kristen Ritter as Jessica. Kristen Ritter as Jessica. I would take the whole cast from Daredevil. I think the obvious choice is uh, Iron Fist. You would have to replace them. I don't think the oh god, I don't think the community was fucking with Danny too much. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if we had to replace someone, um, but I mean, I wouldn't mind replacing Mike Holter as Luke Cage either. I don't think me me too. I don't think he material. Yeah, he can go. Listen, when you have a when you have a Thor type of figure that you cast, I mean, he has the look. You can't take that away from him. I don't like his swagger as Luke Cage. All right, yeah, word. I don't think he can act the part. Yeah, I want Luke Cage to be right. He's like the gentle giant. Yeah, and I get that for Luke, but nah, Mike Coulter's not it. He's he's just not it. He's just not it. I mean, we've ran a lot of time on these headlines. Y'all want to jump into Wine Division? Yes, sir. This is what we're here for for now. Word, word. All right, so it starts off with a Modern Family-like hold opening where Wanda needs a break, and it's evident with her, like, struggling to maintain her reality. Um, She mentions intentionally expanding the borders of her false world 
she created with cutaways to sword being captured in the hex and the boys game like changing as they're playing it um really dope i, I thought that that was it was really clever the the way that they went the modern family route with the sitcoms of the 2010s and on um the music playing when the sword agents are getting captured in the hex was was uh funny as hell just like modern family um and wanted like basically just wants a me day i'm a modern family fan so i enjoyed that that lets you know the set of the tone set the tone of the show uh, this episode so it was exciting so the funny thing is, and Daryl can confirm this, when you walked into my house before we watched the episode, I actually was watching Modern Family. I've been uh, on a rewatch right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so to see it, we actually was watching an episode. We saw the opening of it. And then we watched WandaVision, saw the opening of it, and we drew the parallels, which is cool. Um, the one thing I just want to mention about it is it's very tongue-in-cheek. Um, the way that they closed last week's episode with the dome opening, it was kind of scary. It was kind of had like a raw emotion to it where it's like oh shit she's losing it but now she's kind of like tongue-in-cheek you kind of see she was kind of laughing at the idea that niggas was getting pulled up in a in the hex and people were running for their lives like it was a very scary scene and then she was kind of smirking at it so i recognize that it was very scary but it's also like it's not missing a beat you know what i mean like the way that the last episode ended with her going through that experience with vision trying to escape and her extending it to keep him in and now she's like waking up the next day with the same clothes she had on the night before so and like she's having a breakdown you know like shit is shit is fucking her up even though it's done in a comedic way she's definitely still going through it and it, it's pretty cool that they they stick to it like the shit that marvel studios does um even though i think this show is horribly paced um just just it, it blows my mind the shit that they do every week how they commit to this shit it's really impressive um how hard do you think this show was to make well not hard wise but the difficulty in that each episode is a completely different tone i'm sure they had their struggles but i think they they basically shot two different two different movies or two different shows the the sword outside the hex shows and then the inside the hex shows which we were talking about, we're going to get closer and closer. That that line is basically going to blur metaphorically and um, literally. Yeah, I don't think that it's actually hard for them to make these shows. I think the, the, the whenever it comes to like making shows like this, the mm-hmm. hardest thing is getting the studio to say, yeah, it's okay. And it seems like they're in a position where the studio basically says, do whatever the fuck you want. And they can do shit like this. They just have to commit to it, which they clearly do. Um, I think that shit is dope. I think that's dope. And I feel bad that Warner Brothers doesn't let DC just do what they want to do. Um, they do let DC do what they want to do. That's like the problem. Do they? Because studio intervention is, is what got us the, the Justice League cut that Joss Whedon did. Studio intervention got a Suicide Squad supposedly BBS. Yeah, supposedly studio intervention got us the third act of Wonder Woman one. You know, supposedly studio intervention does does a lot over there. So yeah, and, they, they, true. They're, and they're very reactionary to the thing <clears throat> that Marvel does. They're they're very insecure in in the position that they hold. Like 
Superman is more recognizable than any hero that Marvel has. Like people know that Superman symbol more than any symbol Marvel has. They can't cash in on it. They can't capitalize on it. It's stupid. The so you're saying they, same you thing. Got, you're saying they got Napoleon complex. <laughs> but they're the giants. They have the iconic characters. Now hold on. Before we go, before we go doing the, the circle jerk on how much uh, DC is lacking on Marvel, we just lost another director. <laughs> <laughs> over here on the MCU side of things uh, due to studio intervention. And this one might hurt. And I'm still going to keep pointing it out till we finally see uh, Multiverse. This one might hurt, guys. This one might be the one where you can't tell your friends you're a Marvel fan anymore. Solo, are you going to jump off the train? Oh, I'm telling man. you, this bubble's going, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump back into one. <laughs> so, so we get the intro to the episode. Um and it's an office-like intro, which is another sitcom uh, in the post-2000s that's done mockumentary style. Mm. Um, I never watched The Office, so was it pretty accurate to, like, the feel of the opening? And Yeah. Yeah, so I'm a huge Office fan. Um, we actually, a couple years back, we actually went to a, a bar crawl for The Office where we were uh, answering trivia and, 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 you know, we got free shirts and stuff. We didn't win. <laughs> Because <laughs> apparently there's huge, bigger Office fans than us, but it was a good time. Uh, Daryl, to to go off of your, you're not a big Office fan. I just need you to um, Google Beats Bears and Battlestar Galactica, okay? And then you'll probably get, you know, it'll cover everything you've missed. Beats Bears and Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I'm gonna check that shit out. <laughs> All right, so after the uh, Office like uh, credits, we catch up with Sewer and we find out that they're setting up shop six miles out so wanda expanded this thing i guess six miles in each direction how fast did she do it like time wise you think like this this i'm trying to just rationalize her cover the entire world if it comes to that well we know it has to take longer than eight months for it to catch up to spider-man far from home in spider-man 3 mm-hmm. so i don't know it, it has to take at least eight months to get to new york city so we'll see how long it takes. So it was funny. They closed last week's episode on this um, run for your life. <laughs> like the end is nigh type of vibe where, oh, no, the dome's expanding. And we had speculation. If, you, uh, if you're if you a listener and you didn't listen, episode six of our podcast, you could go back and listen to it. But we were speculating on the idea of where Spectrum going? Is she going to go see Blue Marvel? Where is the director of S.W.O.R.D. going? Is he going to go see his higher ups? And no, nobody went anywhere. <laughs> they just went six miles out and they all posted up right at the end of the um, of the dome. So it was just kind of like uh, an easy fix to build an attention that you did like you did in the last episode. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty it was pretty stupid. <laughs> it was, it was, it was like, uh, so Vision wakes up inside of the dome at the circus. He's all put back together again. And uh, what he sees Darcy. Darcy is the escape artist. All right, so Vision wakes up at the circus, and Darcy's the escape artist. So he remembers Darcy from the night before. So he starts to like pursue her because he wants answers for you know all the crazy shit that just happened. He remembers her. Um, we jump back into Wanda Vision and Wanda <laughs> telling the boys that 
Pietro isn't their uncle and that she has no uh, no answers for them. So she's basically becoming unstable right before our eyes. Like the boys are asking simple questions. She's she's like she just has nothing for them. You know, and she she's slowly basically saying that like what things are meaningless. Um, yeah. Agnes shows up just in time with what Wanda requires and takes the twins for the day. So Wanda can get that me day that she was talking about. What did, what did she say? A quarantine staycation. Quarantine style staycation. Um, after the boys leave, still at home, Wanda's clearly not fine. It's her living room items start cycling through the eras. Like shit, her TV goes from 4K to the shit I got sitting in my room. <laughs> um, it, it's like all over the place. What's that, 2K? <laughs> so what do y'all think? Daryl got Matchbox that... 20 TV. <laughs> so do y'all think that like shit cycling through the errors is, is her mental instability? I think that's I think that's Agnes causing it. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um I, I think I think the one part of that uh that part of the show that everyone's going to sleep on and I'm going to blow it up here is the part where Wiccan says all he sees is static in his head where whatever connection he had to the hex is starting to fade. And I'm going to go out on a limb now and say my theory that I don't think we see the kids again in the show. Word. I don't think so either. Think the well, well, we'll talk about that as we get there. <laughs> so, outside of the hex, one Rambo discovered that Hayward's trying to turn vision on for uh sword purposes, and they decide that Wanda needs to know this shit. So, they arrive over the ridge only for us not to meet Monica's guy, but that she, upset me, yeah, pissed me off. But she got an armadillo from Armageddon, and I guess that's <laughs> um, <laughs> We jump back into the hex. Vision wakes Darcy up and they team up to head back to the house and they talk along the way. You know, he wants answers and she provides some as best she can. Um, still at home, Wanda's realizing that her world's falling apart and she can't fix it. She actually says it in one of the interviews that, that she doesn't know why this shit is happening. So do we think well Sean said that he thinks that Agnes is doing that? Um, I think that's a pretty cool idea. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was attributing it to Wanda just losing her fucking mind. But like that's one of the bad things about Wanda in the comics in particular, that the more powerful she gets in all the books, the more she loses her mind. You know, it, it's it's never she gains this power and then she's just good. No, she's always losing her mind. So so for it to be someone else pulling the strings to for her to lose her mind, I think that's an improvement on on what the books have established as the status quo. So I think that's pretty cool. It's an interesting spin if they do it that way. <laughs> because all we see is just her just going crazy and about to just blow this entire blow everybody up and for someone else to be actually doing it it takes it it brings her character back to not being a villain it kind of redeems her 
going off of that, I'm glad you said that because another, I feel like another uh, line that people are going to overlook is when Monica finally confronts Wanda and Wanda just goes to her straight up, well, maybe I am the villain. <laughs> like, it's, it's coming to an acceptance. Uh, the rules were set and she's kind of accepting her position in this new world order. Um, the other thing you mentioned about Vision and Darcy trying to make it to the house, that might be one of the funniest scenes that I've probably ever seen in, in a Marvel TV show because <laughs> they just keep layering it on top of each other. Like when Vision had enough, he pulls a mic off. He's like, what am I doing here? This is ridiculous. And he gets up, hits the boom mic, and he's like, I got to go see my wife. I'm done with this. I'm done with these games. Um, funny, funny, funny. How do you all feel about them breaking a fourth wall on this, on this episode? Constantly. Like, all right. See, are they breaking the fourth wall? It's it's. Are they breaking the fourth wall in Modern Family? Yeah, they're they're being interviewed. So yeah. are they really breaking the fourth wall? Yeah, because the show is shot in that style. So if the fourth wall is the interviewer, then you know what, uh, Agatha looking at us during her reveal—that's the fifth wall. <laughs> so if Agatha is the fourth wall and Wanda's talking to the audience and she represents us and then her turning around and looking at the camera too, that's that's the fifth wall. So see, yeah, they, they definitely did. But if it's all right, now see something like like okay, modern family. Is it shot okay? When they go into the confessionals and they're doing the interviews, is it like is the purpose behind that? Are they shooting a documentary? Is that what's happening? like the story behind that interview sequence or is it simply they're just talking to the audience like how does that aspect fit into the story that's that's what i want to know because if that's part of the story where they're just being interviewed that's not breaking the fourth wall that's just part of the story but if they are talking to us then that's breaking forth like daredevil breaks daredevil Deadpool mm. breaks the fourth wall he speaks directly to us. He ain't speaking to no interview, no camera. He's talking to us. So is that what they're doing? I feel like they are. Because um, I'm glad. Well, he goes to the nah, uh, I was gonna say, um, so in Modern Family, they don't ever refer to a camera crew. They never refer to even at the end in the final episodes, they never refer to who was recording this. And in reference to interviewers, so for the office. It's not until the ninth season that you actually you see the Mike guy who uh, who intervenes and Pam getting attacked. And then you actually see the documentary that they shot. They use the old footage from the earlier seasons and the and the characters in the office are watching office TV shows. Being released on PBS as a as a, uh, a net like there's a network party at, in season nine of the office where C PBS network uh, execs are patting themselves on the back about how much of a great show they created in this universe as we are the viewers watching the show and then them commenting about how they're a show. So, yeah, <laughs> it gets kind of meta. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so okay. So, the office, the office is meta and Modern Family breaks the fourth wall. Because they never explain yeah. why there's a camera crew. It's a 10-season show. But they never explain who's recording, why is there a camera crew, and they never release the the footage. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, 
in this episode, after Wanda admits that shit's falling apart and she can't fix it, the interviewer asks her if she feels like she deserves what's happening. So that kind of says, okay, this is an interview going on. And then she's in shock because she's like, you're not supposed to say shit. Yes. Keep going. That's what makes me believe that she was supposed to be talking to, she was breaking the fourth wall. She was talking to the audience. When she said that, like there was there was supposed to be an interviewer, because she does say who said that, right? Yeah, and then we don't know what Agatha's projecting on her because when Agatha's big reveal, you see that she's using her magic, her whatever magic. I would say dark magic because we're going to speculate the dark hold later, but that dark magic is letting Wanda see whatever Wanda wants to see. But I don't know if Wanda sees lights there and, and a camera. You know what I'm saying? So if she does. The camera is the lens to us. So that's the fourth wall bar- barrier. Yeah. And then anyone talking behind the camera is breaking that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on what she's saying. Um, so after Wine is in shock from the interviewer questioning her, we we get our next commercial. It's a Nexus commercial, which is like, what, like Centrium pills, I guess. Um, and... The commercials are right, but the interesting thing about it is is uh, the the nexus in the entire thing, because me and Buck were talking about this in the Marvel universe and the Marvel multiverse. Each each universe has what they call a nexus being, and what each nexus being does is they're basically the tether to the multiverse. So their role in the, they're like, they don't have a specific set of powers. Every universe's nexus being has their own power set. Yeah. Have an offspring. Their offspring will be immensely powerful. Um, and in the 616 universe, the nexus being is Wanda. The thing is Wanda's offspring don't have crazy powers because Wanda doesn't have any biological children. Um, now what the nexus being can do is they can affect probability. So, in effect, they kind of control the flow of the universal time stream. So, if if Wanda is the Nexus being in Earth 1999, then that could be a big hint towards all the things that are going to be going on with her in relation to the multiverse of madness. Jean Grey is a Nexus being in another universe. Odin is a Nexus being in another universe. So, there's a whole bunch of them. Is any of the like the forces Nexus beings like the Phoenix Force things like that? The Phoenix Force isn't a Nexus being, but the the Phoenix Force the Phoenix Force isn't a Nexus being because Nexus beings exist in every multiverse. Oh, okay, the Force is a single entity that exists in all multiverses. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's so, like it's like the one above all. Or the one below none. <laughs> and then it's like, I would guess the Living Tribunal and then the Phoenix Force. Like, the Phoenix Force is, is super up there. And what universe so, is Thor, the Phoenix Force's son? Um, well, that's, that's, damn. What, what, what you saw this online or something? Because this that's is, when, uh, in, um, in a, in a Phoenix Force side, the recent Phoenix Force side, when, when everybody gets the Phoenix Force, but she's trying to find um hope like a new host. No, no, no. I know what he's talking. I'm reading this shit now. Well, keep going. Yeah, Thor goes to fight her, 
And she basically says, like, yo, like, you're my son. <laughs> like, you're yeah. my son. See, like, you you haven't told the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the current books right now, Thor is allegedly the son of Odin in the Phoenix Force. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. But before we go too far off Nexus, I just wanted to add something. In the MCU, Age of Ultron, when Vision gets gets attacked by Ultron, he he uh he protects the nuclear codes from online. He goes online and he escapes into the Nexus to protect the nuclear codes. If anyone remembers Age of Ultron, it's the part where Tony leaves, I think, to Switzerland, and they ask him, "How do you find somebody that you don't that was that doesn't want to be found?" And he says, "You just bring a big ass magnet." He says, "It's a needle in a haystack." And how do you find a needle in a haystack? You just bring a magnet, and he pieces Vision back together. Um, I don't know if that's like a nod to that, where it's like, at this point, someone's going to have to do for Vision what Tony once did for Jarvis. Not Vision, Jarvis. Yeah, Tony pieces Jarvis back together. But the idea that this nexus, this passageway, um, I mean, gateways, right? There's two incidences, incidences where they talk about gateways. They talk about the nexus, which is basically just another word for gateway. And then when Spectrum is, is crossing the hex again, it's basically she's breaking through a gateway. You see her going through a nexus of sorts. So I don't know if that's a nod to what's happening currently or a nod to what Vision or AKA Jarvis had to go through in the past. But I feel like that's going to be a more Marvel-centric answer versus the cosmic answer you guys are giving. But I love what you guys are saying, so continue. Yeah. Do y'all, do y'all think if they would have randomly let Bruce Willis uh, throw some shit off the armadillo that it would have made it through? Yo, I'm glad you said that, bro. The whole time I'm watching that shit, I'm like, I can hear AJ, Ben Affleck in the back, like, AJ just, Cross. Do it. <laughs> just trust me, I can do it. This is a $300 ice cream scoop. <laughs> you never, he's like, Harry, you never have faith in me, just like you do. <laughs> Armageddon's a good movie. Oh, man. That other movie you were talking about, I, I, can't remember for the life of me age of what i can't i don't remember bad movies um oh shit but (laughs) coming back from the nexus commercial uh we get the twins we catch up with them with agnes and billy likes it there because it's quiet and he says that agnes is quiet on the inside like i think that he can't hear agnes's thoughts because agnes is a witch that's damn that's interesting i didn't catch that yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, he was hearing static. He wasn't. He wasn't able to. He said, "My head feels weird, mom." And then with Agnes, he can't read her. I just think because they're projections. I think Agnes projected them. Like these are either babies that were kidnapped and and, and turned into her kids, or projections of children. So it, it gets kind of scary if you think about it. See, but then at the same time, why would? See, I feel like if I say this, it'd be jumping ahead too much. Why why would when she went to the house at the end, there was two sandwiches? But you didn't see the kids. <laughs> All right. True, but this is my thoughts on it. Well, well let me keep uh, you know what? Fuck it. All right. This is my thoughts on it. All right. I think that let's go back to the first episode. Agatha's like, yo, get married. Second, and, and yo, make sure you fuck tonight. Um, next episode, 
she's like, yo, talk to daddy. She knows what to do when you have kids. So she gives, <coughs> gives birth. I'm thinking that Agatha is basically like, because because what are we? Where 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 are our mothers basically transfer their energy and in, in our fathers, they transfer their energy and they bear us, you know, we're yeah. pieces of them. So I'm figuring that Agatha is like, yo, you need to have these kids and these kids are basically pieces of Wanda, pieces of her magic. And as they're growing, as, as Agatha's putting them through these traumatic situations, they're getting bigger and bigger because Wanda's giving them more love, more energy. So that's what Agatha wants. She's like, bet, put more of that shit into them. Let me, let me really fuck them up so she can pour more into them and she's grieving and giving all. So that way, when they get bigger, they're just, all they are just walking human embodiments of Wanda's powers. So Agatha in this episode, she can finally, Agnes, I'm calling her Agatha already. Well, we've been calling her Agatha for seven fucking episodes. So yeah. she, she takes them to her crib so she finally gets what she wants she has two living pieces of mephisto soul possibly you know so like that's what i think about the whole thing with the kids i think that they're just it's 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 a reversal of what they are in the books whereas agatha's not sure what they are and they disappear mm. freaks her out Whereas <laughs> she knows exactly what they are and she's after them. I like that because I don't want the same thing as the books. And I like it. I like a nice spin where they, they are alive. They are a piece of their soul. So we can get the Young Avengers soon. What? You know, it's crazy. I think the another overlooked detail is going to be the missing kid on the, on, on the milk carton. Even yeah, though it's a proje- yeah, even though it's a projection of the hex, uh, we already seen that you get recoded once you're in the hex. And if a kid was recoded, two kids or twins were recoded to come out as babies and then grow in the hex. I mean, it's possible. So it's like they're not they don't have to like at the end of all this, the, the souls don't have to go off to other kids. The kids are already them. You know what I'm saying? They're recoded in the hex. So it's not like at the end, Mephisto is going to send pieces to other families later to reveal that they're still Wanda's children. But the kids that were stolen from whatever parents outside the hex are going to get OP'd or, or, or uh, given powers and then realize, oh, shit, we we were kids outside the Hex, but now we feel closer to Wanda and we're actually Wanda's kids. So uh, another rewrite I feel like they're going to do. All right, yeah, because 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 like I've been reading Young Avengers for the last like week, like powering through it. And um, the stories of, of Wiccan and Speed, that shit's tough to put on a big screen. Um, them disappearing and then being re- reincarnated in, in two families and then you know all of that shit. I don't know how I don't know how you do that now to get the Young Avengers in like two to three years, which it seems like they want to do. And they do. I don't feel like they're going to go with the same story, like the same origin story from the comics. Right. I like, think they, this is like the easiest way. Well, yeah, definitely. That that's why I'm I'm glad Buck said what he said because after reading the Young Avengers for this, you know, week and a half it's been, I don't see how they can translate that shit to the screen, you know. So 
Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Um, I'm with that. I'm definitely with that. Um, we go back to the real world, and Monica hops in the armadillo and crashes into the hex. It can't penetrate the dome, so she decides to jump out and run in and go get her some powers. Um, really cool sequence. She's walking through the hex. We hear the voices of Maria, Fury, and Carol talk her through it. And she comes out with electric blue eyes, and and she can see the energy signature of everything. She leveled up. <laughs> yeah. I thought that shit was dope. Yeah, I thought that shit was tight. It yeah, what shot? Could have been a little cooler when she got out of the dome and landed. We could have saw some Dragon Ball Z, Super Saiyan power up or something like that. But it was it was straight. It was straight. I'm glad she got powers. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very glad another member of the Ultimates is coming to the big screen. The scene reminded me of uh, Guardians One, where Star Lord is touching the uh, Power Stone and he sees his mom. And he's like, hold my hand, reach my hand, Quill. Whatever accent the mom, whatever accent the mom uses. <laughs> like, tearing that. up. <laughs> like, how 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 much how much of her um energy we y'all think we're gonna get on display in the next two episodes? I thought it would have been super cool if she would have took off flying as soon as she crossed the hex. But I think they might slow play us. If they're gonna do a Wanda versus Spectrum fight, they might slow play us. You think they're going to save most of it for um, Captain Marvel 2? I think we're going to get something by the end of this series. And then, of course, you know, by Captain Marvel 2, she will have had these powers for a little bit, and she's already flexing them in the real world. I don't know. It depends on how this shit ends, because what if it ends in the world's covering wine as hex? So... Like, it, it possibly could. Yeah, like definitely. I feel, I feel like my the theory of us getting mutants this oh, way is there is it can happen, but it's falling more. It's coming a lot less un, 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 unhappening, especially since we find out the Pedro Maximoff twist. Right where it's all Agatha, and then if you look, all the people who got sucked into the hex, they're not demonstrating any type of awareness. They just. They're back under Wanda's spell. So, like I said, you might have to do the triple jump. You might have to jump into the hex in and out three times to, to get your shit triggered. Yeah, maybe. Maybe to become a mutant, right? Right. So, Darcy feels visioning on his life, and he notices Wanda placing obstacles in his way to keep him from coming home. That shit was hilarious. Vision, yeah, that's camera, vision sitting in the chair, like you said earlier, and and that, that shit was just him not being amused. What's funny as hell? Um, uh, he's asking Darcy all these questions and, and she's trying to give him answers. They're going through his life. And then he's asking, you know, what is he? You know, she says that she's a STEM type of lady, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics for anyone that doesn't know. And she thought that Wana just turned him on with a switch. So, that makes me think that people outside the hex are under the impression that the Mind Stone is real. Yeah. That Vision is back to life. Because she's like, I don't understand why you can't get out. When he was being torn, torn apart in the last episode, do we remember the Vision as the Mind Stone was there? Visually it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't like being used, I don't think. Like, if she manifested 
the the image of the vision that we know, but she's still seeing dead vision. <laughs> like if she doesn't focus strong enough, but she's still seeing vision with the hole missing in his head, mm-hmm. it's her projecting the image of the soul, of the of the mind stone versus it actually being there. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm thinking. She's just projecting it. That shit ain't real. Yeah, like Thanos destroyed the stones with the yeah. stones. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so back inside of Hex World, Monica confronts Wanda. Like just walks into her crib. Like that's like, a knock on the door, just right in. In the hood, you get like, shot. Yo, you yeah, that's how people get shot. Wanda's like, yo, the fuck are you doing in here? And Monica's like, yo, we gotta tell you Hayward's plan. Like, this shit is crazy. Wanda's not trying to hear it. Soon as she hears Monica say vision, she tries to fuck uh Monica up. Monica exhibits a little power. And like Wanda steps back because she's shocked. She's like, yo, I can't just throw her around like I did before. And when this happens, I looked at the people that are like walking around, everyone freezes. Like, like not and they're not freezing because they're looking, they're freezing because they don't know what the fuck to do. Because I guess Wanda is preoccupied with something else. As Monica begins to empathize with Wanda. Agnes shows up and she starts consoling Wanda and she's like, nah, nah, you got to come to the house. Basically, shoes Monica along, brings her into the house, and then we go back to Vision and Darcy and Vision basically decides that, yo, it's absurd that I'm just sitting here when I can fly and face through shit. So he decides he needs to get to his wife. So He just bounces on Darcy. Completely bounces on her. Completely bounces. The important part is, though, now she's self-aware in the hex. That's big. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah. He, he activated her. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on uh, before we scurry past that, I don't like how the delivery guy was looking. He was, had a shady look in his eye. He kind of was like, hmm, look at this. Look what's happening. And when he's walking away, he gives the camera a look, another look. I don't like it. I don't know who he is, but I don't like it. His hat has a rabbit on it. You think that's uh, Ralph? Um, could be. But if it was Jeremy. Ralph, Agatha would have said something. She was standing right next to her. Or you think everything with a rabbit could be an Agatha marker that they work for? Possibly. Or she's manipulating it. So we get back inside the what well, we finally get inside of Agnes's house. And she sits Wanda on the couch so she can go make her some tea. And as Wanda's sitting there, she's starting to look around. She looks at Senior Scratchy, Mr. Scratch was which is a pseudonym for the devil. And then she looks over at the drapes and she sees a fly, which in Marvel Comics, Mephisto first came to Earth as a fly. Um during the the celestials and shit and then she sees she sees these two partially eaten sandwiches and she wants to know where the boys are agnes is like probably playing in the basement who the fuck just sends kids to play in the basement um crazy white people yeah she wanted wanda to go down there that was like a uh, you know yeah so wanda starts going down there and there's shit growing and she decides to keep walking and we see all types of shit that basically, to me, symbolizes witchcraft. Agreed. We're seeing, we're seeing what's probably the dark hold or some type of spell. Um, what else do we see? Now, do we think it's a covenant or Agatha's the only one? Oh, I'm saying a covenant. 
I'm going to go off a limb. Um, we saw in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that the Darkhold was able to let Ada make the, the framework and the hex that we're in is kind of a framework type of situation, except yeah. it's not it's not computerized. It's, it's in reality with magic. We learned that the Ancient One was able to draw from the Dark Dimension. We learned that Strange was able to manipulate time using the Time Stone. And I think that this uh, MacGuffin the reveal of the Darkhold is going to be what's kind of given Agatha this edge above Wanda for right now. And it, it could, it could be used for something down the line, like uh, all this speculation and spoiler warning about Ghost Rider popping up. I think the Darkhold, Ghost Rider, Agatha and Strange have something. Uh, it's a through way, you know, we can actually see to the future and it, it's super exciting. Word, word. That sounds interesting. That's, that's, I like that. I like that. I like that. This is um, multiversal shit is cool, but really multiversal shit is just different versions of the shit we already have. So this step that they're taking, the more paranormal realm where we're getting spirits and shit like that and and, and different entities. Um, I'm with that. I, I'm, I'm more excited for that type of shit than multiversal shit. If it doesn't involve the Fantastic Four, really. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. So as uh, Wanda's walking around, we see a uh, a china cabinet with like skulls and shit. And Agnes comes walking around, holding Senor Scratchy, and reveals herself to be Agatha Harkness in purple magic and all, which is kind of like uh, Dormammu, right? Isn't Dormammu shit purple? So, Lisa. You know, it could be him. I hope not. I mean, if it is him, that's an easy tie in the strange. Um, but that's somebody we've had before. Then we get a really cool musical number. It, it was Agatha all along. Um, and I think Catherine Hahn actually is the woman in the song singing. Um, and we see from episode one up until now how Agatha's been manipulating things this entire way. Um Revelation, not really. Confirmation, definitely. Wish this show has been nothing but. Um, even with that said, did we rate this episode? We didn't rate this episode. All right. Well, before we we end it, because I don't think we've said anything. We're just going through it. Um, Sean, what you give it? I give it a good eight. You give this one eight? Okay. Okay. I was I was more so disappointed on the engineer. Like that was a whole bus. The whole aspect of the um ATV that was a bus. The armadillo, okay. The, the armadillo that was a bus. I would like to have seen more of Swords plan, figure out what they what they got lined up. Like what is Tyler on um, Tyler Hayward gonna do and. But for the rest of it, it was good. But it was just those those two things. Because I, I was honestly looking forward to seeing Blue Marvel. I thought we were going to get it, and we they didn't even just they didn't even tell you. It's like they hinted to who the engineer could be, but then they didn't give you anything. They didn't fulfill on it. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because the the connection from episode to episode, let alone what they're supposed to do for world building, is mm -hmm. never there. Like. They, they they end the last episode in some dramatic fashion, and then the next episode they just kind of like, yeah. bah, bah. 
So um, if we're giving out awards and, and, and ratings, uh, because of the confirmations we got, it was necessary to keep this story going. I'm going to go ahead and give it a nine. Um, it, it, it's still giving us the rules of inside the hex, like uh, uh, Vision still doing the, the interview with the camera person and, and Wanda still manipulating the rules of, of the hex. But then it gave us, it was, so, well, last episode, we thought the stakes would be higher on the sword side. But what we're finally realizing is sword is the new shield and they're, and they're evil right now. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they might have to do a restructure sword right after this fucking show, right after the, the introduction of, um, you know, Fury might have to go in there and clean house again, winter soldier style. So <laughs> again, they, they keep thinking that they raise the stakes. I guarantee you by next episode that Agatha reveal probably will mean shit. <laughs> All right. Um, I give this episode a nine. Uh, same same I gave the last episode. I think this is the best episode so far. This is my favorite one so far. Um, for mostly for for not so much the story aspects, but more the technical aspects, more the chances that Marvel took doing this. Um the performances were great. As we've said before, Paul Bettany is, he could be a great television actor. He really could. Catherine yeah. Hahn is, is amazing. And to go back to the Agatha Harkness reveal, um, they gave her a musical number at the end of the episode. That shit's crazy. Like the fact that they actually did that and it showed everything. Do you think that she was, when, the, when that whole vision came, that was her playing it in Wanda's head? Letting us see everything she did. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, she put that in Wanda's head, and we saw it. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, what Wanda Vision is, what we're finding out, it's everything in Wanda's head. Yeah, it, the heck is real though. I mean, seeing Monica come out and tell everybody what's going on, and Darcy finding the 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 TV signal written in the code means that it is physical. So if it's happening in her head, it's it's translating from her head to real life and Agatha might be helping her. Well, see, this is, this is what I'm thinking now. Now that we're done the episode and everything, I'm thinking that vision being able to wake people up and, and the sentience that he has. And I'm thinking the, the, the microwaves going out so they can receive it and watch it. I'm thinking that those two things are things that Wanda did subconsciously because she knew shit was happening to her. I'm thinking that those were her fail saves. Oh, that's a nice theory. Yeah, I like that. Because in House of M, Layla Miller is nothing but a fail safe for Wanda. It's a horrible plot device, but it's there. So I'm thinking that they're they're taking the same basic principle but they're just applying it way better than bendis did in the book so i'm i'm thinking that those are fell saves for her and and she's she's well aware or somewhat aware of the shit that's been going on from the start so we'll see how it leads out any predictions for the next episode oh wait, we didn't talk about the post credit scene well i wanted to add something before we move past this um so in that musical number where they do the agatha reveal um, 
she says, you think you're the only one wielding magic? And then she shows, it's uh, Agatha did, it did everything, blah, blah, blah. In that scene, when Wanda makes it to the basement, they don't let us see Wanda's reaction. Again, they cliffhang. Like, it's not a conversation. It's Agatha tells Wanda she's not the only magician and then, or not the only sorceress. And then, as the audience, we go back with Agatha to see her influence in the show that we've seen so far. Everything, basically. Oh, so, that this has to do with your after credit button because... I won't touch on it until you say something, but uh, uh, Wanda going into the basement with the trees growing is like uh, the devil worshipers. They like being in the forest, you know, every, a lot of forest uh, representation. So it's like, I have a theory that if you look at it, Agatha is being built up, not as an old woman, like in the comics, but kind of as an equal to Wanda. I mean, we, we may learn otherwise, but so far from what we've seen, She's being built up to kind of be a contemporary. And if you look at it, you may not have to do a Mephisto reveal in the show. Because at the end of the day, if Agatha is working for Mephisto, then the next level for Wanda would be strange. And you kind of get a two-on-two type of aspect going um, forward. So that's my that's going to be my thing. I don't think we get a Mephisto reveal now. Now I'm looking at it. Agatha might be the big bad for this. But moving forward, we find out that's the connection, that it's a demon spirit that's helping her do this. And, she, and then that's when Wanda might need a strange type of power to, to balance that. So, yeah. A dance is strange? Oh, of course. If he's not, if he's not pelvic gyrating to bitches, I don't know what I'm going to see movies for. Are you going to see this in theaters? We talked about what movies were worth going out there being shot in IMAX, and it might be Strange and Fantastic Four, which is the top of our list of this MCU uh, releases that, yeah, they might have to deserve an IMAX release. You going to go see um, Black Widow if it comes out on IMAX? That's <laughs> uh, he ain't talking to me. <laughs> we know my answer. <laughs> well, shit, if it's not coming out of Disney+, Plus. I don't see what the other options are. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. So we get the post credit scene where we find out that after Agnes, Agatha, shoot her away, Monica didn't go nowhere. So she's trying to, I don't know why she didn't like confront her right then and there, but whatever. So she's trying to break into her crib. Um, goes into the cellar and then she opens up the cellar doors she sees the purple trees and shit and quote unquote Pietro pops up and says Snooper's gonna snoop or some shit like that um is he still working with Agnes Agatha is he still under her spell or do we see a team up about to happen he's under her spell cause she started to turn purple yeah I think he's just guarding access um she's getting too close to the truth, and one of the agents of chaos that Agatha has inside the hex is helping her keep the thing secure. I think, to be honest, the next episode we might get some sort of ritual uh, with the dark hold being well, I'm gonna call it the dark hold, but we don't know. But with the dark hold being shown and Wanda finally being in, in the grasps of Agatha, 
I think we're going to get a ritual. I think there's going to be something down in that basement where in the next episode, they're going to do a, a, a Baphomet circle around, <laughs> around Wanda and fucking try to, you know, I don't know, take her powers, take the kids' powers, uh, re- reanimate Mephisto. It's going to be something. And Spectrum is going to have to come in and save the day. And what we think is going to be a Wanda Spectrum team up versus a Quicksilver and Agatha is going to be a misdirect. I don't think Wanda comes back to our side. I think all this is going to push her towards, well, maybe I am the villain. The acceptance of maybe she is the villain where uh, she get, picks up the story at, you know, during Doctor Strange in multiverse. Yeah, I, I can see, I can see the, well, there's only two episodes left. So this is it. We're, we're in the home stretch. Uh, I definitely think the next episode, do I think we'll see a ritual? Yeah, but I think it'll be a flashback. I think the next episode we see, because we were talking, after this episode, we're left with like two main things. For me, why this is happening, um, because we we know what we know what's happened. We know Agatha has Wanda, Agatha's manipulating her, but why is she doing it? So I think that that's the next big thing we need to find out. And after that, um, what happens next? You know, that's that's the next big reveal. Is is how do you proceed once you know this shit is resolved? How do you resolve this shit? You know, in Agatha's song, it says it's a pity that you know it's too late. You know, shit is done. So that might be literal. It might really be too late for for Wanda to be saved. And like you said, she might accept that she is the villain. It's it's uh I think the next episode we're gonna get the how. We're gonna get we're gonna find out the how and the why we got to this point with the ritual um i think Dottie's involved i think Dottie is one of the witches that's around because Dottie didn't have any information up there just like agatha had a picture and no license um and and i like the idea of of monica saving the day but i also think vision is going to get involved and i think wanda is going to kill vision i think Wanda's is going to kill vision and it's going to hurt her and that's probably what sets her off the deep end, heading into Multiverse of Madness. Daryl jumps off soapbox. Well, do we consider it a big reveal? Agatha? Yeah. Yeah, confirmation. We knew Confirmation, it was. yeah. We've been talking about it for like last couple of weeks. And I'm still I'm still a little suspect on Dottie. I don't really think she's anybody special yet. But I was thinking about Agatha's so-called husband. Ralph? Yeah, Ralph. Who do we think that is? Who do you think she's referring to? Well, we speculated, yeah, we speculated the last couple episodes that he could be uh, Avatar from Fisto. She's trying to resurrect him, her her husband, Ralph. That's why he wasn't in her crib. That'd be a good good twist. Soto doesn't think we're going to get the kids again. You said that, right, Soto? Yeah. Or you think, or you think they're they're good? Nah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think the the search for them is gonna cause her to panic and go nuts. So, for the post scene credit, do we think that Spectrum Monica's gonna break out, break her out of it? You think Monica be able to um, use her powers? That'll be like the reveal for her powers, her being able to break out of the um the spell. 
Nah, I think it's going to take vision. It's, it's going to come down to vision and Wanda at the end. I, and I got a feeling it's going to be real sad. <laughs> like, because I don't because I don't see the purpose of vision beyond this series. But the one thing I want to add is we're still missing a few trailer shots. So the shot about protecting their home, that yeah. might come, that might come right after this uh Spectrum versus Agatha fight that looks like it's about to happen. And once that Wanda's free with vision, they turn their attention to sword. And not only do they have to fight a magic adversary, but they actually have to fight a military one as well. And Sword was kind of excited that they were able to find a way inside the hex without changing shit. So we'll see. Uh, I had something, but go ahead. Um, all I've got is again, follow us on anything you can Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at the Superior Hero Show. Subscribe. If you like this, five-star reviews. Don't forget to hit the likes. Join us in the conversation by uh, hitting the comment sections as well. Yep. Apple, Google, Spotify, anywhere else you can find podcasts, that's where we are. I'm Daryl. I'm Sean. And I'm the winner, Soto. And we out.